Welcome to Summer Bays, the unofficial home and away podcast brought to you by Clara Kavner, where I take a weekly look at the trials and the tribulations of Australia's most beloved surfer town, Summer Bay. Each week I do a deep dive into the week's events and discuss dilemmas our characters usually find themselves in, like, is Lewis murdering Ari the best way to get justice against Christian? Or will Susie be able to pull off whatever master plan she's trying to get at with Irene on her case? Get ready to feel closer each day to home and away. Now, before we kick things off, I just want to share that this is a no spoiler podcast. I am anti-spoiler. I hate them. I hate them in life. I hate them in my telly. I hate them in movies. I just hate them. So I don't look ahead as to what's going to happen. I let the show tell me when it wants to tell me. I let the drama unfold before my very eyes. It is such a game changer. I recommend you do it with Home and Away or whatever other TV you watch. It'll make the show more enjoyable. Your gasps louder. Just try for one little old week and see. And let me know how you get on. Because Summer Bays is on Instagram at Summer Bays Podcast. So give us a little follow there. Slide on into my DMs. We'll have the fan chats there. <laughs> the, the main chats that go on in my DMs, which I adore, are <laughs> hard to do with Christian's clothes. Whoever's styling him <laughs> deserves some kind of like anti-fashion award. Susie's clothes, which are all too big for her. And a good view in the <laughs> good view in this week for Irene and her <laughs> amazing one-liners on Susie. But plenty more on that later. Right, so kicking off with the Stuarts this week. So Martha has a kind of reckoning where she understands she can't really control her behaviour anymore. She can't trust her memories. She doesn't know if her mind is playing tricks on her or if Kieran's actually there. And I thought it was, I was very sad for her. And I found, and I just kind of found... I know she's obviously not thinking very clearly, but she was blown very hot and cold with Alf. Like the the whole last week was all very cold with him. She doesn't want him anywhere near her. And then as soon as she kind of realizes that she was a bit sicker than she was perceiving herself to be, she gets this mad dependency on Alf and wants to stay with him all the time and refusing hospitals. And, and then he goes into a superhero strength mode, not letting her be alone and getting her out of the hospital despite all the doctors and nurses saying that they had to stay. And my God, do the Aussies hate their hospitals. They never want to be there. No matter who the character is, they just don't want to be there. They don't even want to visit. But I just kind of found all that. The storyline was very, in the build-up to Kieran actually showing up, I found it very stop-starty. And then there was all this worry. Everyone was really worried about Alf. And Alf, is Alf okay? You know, he's pushing himself too much. Blah, blah, blah. Like, Rue especially. But then nothing really happened. So unless now they were at the other side of it, maybe Alf will have a bit of a whoosh. And be like, that really took it out of me. But I just found it was like, there was this whole kind of big commotion with not much of a kind of output or a result, maybe. I don't know. But so when Kieran shows up, and I actually, when he first showed, when he first showed up, I was like, "Is that or isn't that him? Is her mind playing tricks on her again?" So I thought that they they did that quite well. The only difference is she has Martha's head. It felt more like a nightmare than a dream. Fair. What's interesting about the Martha thing was she just does not want to be alone. She keeps saying, "I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be alone." But 
when she is alone, that's when Kieran appears. So, but she never says, I want to be alone because then maybe I can see Kieran. It's more like, I don't want to be left alone because I'm scared. I don't know. Yeah, I find that kind of strange. So then when Kieran does show up, it's hard to know if he was actually real or not. And I was just so happy to see more of Kieran. It was great. Even though the guy who does the acting, I don't know, he came back, he was like a worse actor. I don't know. So anyway, Kieran, the real Kieran actually is back. He has some kerfuffle with Martha and <laughs> outside the steward house where all her painting is like th- th- thrown all over the garden, the poor garden. And then they enter into this massive high speed car chase to get to some ATM. But like the whole time that they were doing that and they were driving so erratically, I really thought that they were going to get into an accident. My heart was like in my mouth. I was like, oh God, I can't take this. And I thought despite... Martha's condition and her feeling just really vulnerable and tender and kind of weak to this realisation. She was very strong in that car scene and was able to kind of say her piece while going about bajillion miles an hour. But being able to say to Karen, like, we need to talk and you need to stop blaming me. You're a grown man. You have to be accountable for your actions. And then the twist of her calling the cops. It's like, go on, Martha. That was great. I really thought it was Alf. So, and I think then you saw the surrender in Kieran's eyes being like, oh God, this is it. It's like collapsing down on top of me. So nothing like a good old twist to get the blood pumping in Home and Way. And I just <laughs> love how Martha is talking to Rue and Alf and she's like, yeah, you know, he just, I hope he gets the help he needs. He is going straight to jail. So how is he getting the help he needs? That makes absolutely no sense. And I wonder, will there be a follow up with him? Will she have to go visit him in prison? Is there going to be a trial <laughs> or like a hearing or something? And it's just like it's they made it sound as if he's gone to rehab for his alcoholism. No, no, no. He's gone to prison. <laughs> really doesn't make sense. Like, is he going to be in with Colby? Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, what's happening? Hilarious. Um, But the one line that gave me a bit of a tear jerk was uh, when Martha kind of comes to the realisation that she needs help and she says to Alf, like, I need more help than you can give. Oh, I thought that was so cute. Oh, nothing like old people love to <laughs> make you shed a tear. So, yeah, I think a little respite for Martha is just what she needs. I don't know. Now on to Susie McAllister. So she's really gotten her fingers in a lot of pies right now. The first one being Justin and Leah. So she somehow convinced them to go via a private lender. And with that phone call she made to that mystery friend, that gave us a massive insight into what she's up to. And and when she said, I've got a lovely couple on the hook kind of spells disaster for for Leah and Justin but how that disaster is going to happen is what I am living for because you have on one hand Justin's there and he's super antsy and he doesn't care about the figures he just wants to move into the house like yesterday and it's relentless it's obsessive and while I do love Justin it is annoying all that kind of hyper focus on the one thing Uh, But then on the other hand, you have Leah, who's crunching the numbers, devil in the detail, trying to make things work realistically. So, yeah, we will see how it goes. But it seems like I don't really understand, though, how Susie is going to rattle them out of a house 
like if she's talking to the sellers. So it'll be interesting to see how she works her magic on that one. But this week we got such an insight into Susie and what she's about. So we had the phone call of the, oh, I've got a couple on the hook. And then now she's like opening new bank accounts for this surf comp classic. And then all this malarkey with Irene. So nobody in the Bay, absolutely nobody, has better spidey senses than Irene Roberts. So she's so unsure of them and even says it to Justin and Leah. It's like, I'm not sure about her. I, like, I don't know about that one. Without having like any real involvement in Susie, she's just like, no, she, my back is up. Uh, and then it slowly all starts coming to a head. And it's just this amazing tidal wave that like builds up. I don't know where it's going to go, uh, but all I know is like destruction is on the way. And it's such a, I really feel like Susie has met her match with Irene. Like it's this big battle of the Titans or like battle with real estate Barbie. <laughs> it's so good. Real estate. <laughs> She's such a real estate Barbie. It's so perfect. She fits in that and Golden Girl. There was so many good one liners from Irene this week. And like you see, it's such a game of chess because you see Irene tries to give all these warning shots to John and puts him in the middle a little bit. And then Susie kind of shoots back with, oh, you're in love. You fancy John. You're in love with him. And then they get kind of then they start throwing threats at each other and get your golden girl on a leash (laughs) back off. You don't want to mess with me. It's iconic. It's so, so good. These should be written on like bumper stickers or T-shirts. <laughs> All of these are such gems. It's unbelievable. And then it kind of, and then we reach maybe the first of many peaks, but the dinner with passive, aggressive banter aplenty. It was just brilliant. All kind of anchored on this new beginnings, la la la. But really, <laughs> Susie's just there trying to poison everyone. <laughs> Oh, wow. And and I just love that another good twist this week was John drinking the wine uh, and him being the one who gets poisoned because that makes Irene even more sus and gets her to join the dots that the wine was for her and not for John. So the ugly side of Susie is well and truly on display for a lot of people to see, even Willow. The, how weird was that stare off uh, when Willow was kind of staring at Susie and she's like, you all right there? And Willow was like, are you? I just thought that that was a great retort. It was a great comeback. I find that I'd love to be a bit more like street smart. Like if someone said something to me in the street, I'd have like, like Susie. I'd love to have a quick remark back. And I think answering that with a question was a really good idea. And I kind of put it back on her. So I'm definitely going to be robbing the are you if I ever come into contact with an, an evil human. But it's just this dance between Irene and Susie is just so good because they've really met their match in each other. It's this amazing battle of the titans. They, You've got Irene is like a dog with a bone. And I mean that in the most complimentary way. When Irene has bad feeling about someone, she won't rest until she thinks the threat has been neutralized or that the person is out of town or she'll warn all the people who she cares about. She'll make such a fuss until the person's been outed or until she has more people on side. 
she'll be sending out all the warnings. She won't be she won't be faking that she likes the person. You know, she lets her opinions be known. Whereas she's really met her match in Susie because Susie is the negotiator, the pure guru who can talk her way out of anything. She's distracting from all this bad press she's getting at the moment with all the stuff about the surf comp and raising all this money and being really involved in the community. So, yeah, it's very um, interesting. I Yeah, I just think that they have tactics that really, like, complement the other. And I loved how going down the route of, oh, you're just in love with John and now I've come along, so just, like, step aside. I love how that didn't really... That didn't really last for too long. It was just kind of like Irene just poo-pooed it so quickly, which was great because I felt if it went down that avenue, it would have been just like, okay, classic. But yeah, so if she's going around poising everyone and lining up Lee and Justin like, what is next? I'm living for it. Speaking of Willow, she had a bit of an up and down this week. Making friends with Ziggy again. Pretty good. Ziggy the new gym nut. Such a strange avenue for that character to go down. But whatever. (laughs) Ziggy's now a gym bunny. But she's now formed the Dean Thompson breakup club or something with Willow. And them trying to get back friends through a little project of getting Bella back was a good idea. But uh, I just think it's too soon. Uh, It's just so... I just don't think Bella's ready. It's She's still licking her wounds from the betrayal. It's too much to absorb. And then on top of all the lying, then she finds out Ziggy was lying to her. Ugh. So I think Bella is a little too furious right now to for Willow to push it. So I just think she needs a little bit more time. Or maybe she just won't come around. That might just be it. So... Yeah, we'll have to see. Maybe too much damage is done. But for this photo competition, I, I really hope she puts forward the photos of Colby. I just thought that they were so lovely. They're very sad photos and it'd be great if she could win with a photo of him because they kind of looked like he was in prison anyway. He'd be kind of doing it for him. So I hope she goes down. And while Ziggy obviously couldn't really help her in the end, she's more than welcome to my advice <laughs> about what one she should pick. Because... It would be a nice little ending to the Colby story, perhaps. I don't know. I'll get on to Bell and see. So tensions were high in the hospital this week. Oh my gosh. So Christian is rattled. He's not doing a great job with Mia. He's getting it in the neck from Lewis. Did you lose someone overnight? Then Tori and Jasmine are button heads over talking to patients about second opinions. Uh, P.S. Jasmine, I really respect how you wear Ivy Park, even to this day. A lot of her workout gear is Beyonce's Ivy Park. And I just love that. I know I have my opinions on certain characters, dress sense, but Jasmine, spot on. Love your style. It is great. But anyway, back to Lewis. Um, I just think he has, one, he has completely lost it. Absolutely. His obsession with getting justice has clouded any kind of normal thought process, 
collaborative thinking, taking on advice, that's all gone out the window. And even in his chats with Jasmine saying like, oh, they're delaying the coma. He's not going to come out of it. It's not looking good. The longer they're in the coma, the worse the outcome. And he's staring at Christian and everything he does and <laughs> everything he does. Christian is actually in the wake of Lewis's despair. And when it builds up to the moment when Lewis is about to kill Ari. And I could not believe. I was like, this is huge if Ari dies for Lewis to prove this point. But also like in a wider sense of, of home and away, the the Pradas have already lost a brother. They spent the last like six months really wedging them into Summer Bay and done it well. So I was saying that to myself the whole time being like, oh my God, they can't kill him off. They just can't. They can't. They can't. I feel like they did that balance well because... If as soon as Lewis would have injected Ari with whatever poison, there wouldn't wouldn't have been any saving in. It seemed like Ari was going to die. So if Mia hadn't interrupted this attempt, if Mia hadn't interrupted this murder, who knows where we'd be? And I don't understand how Lewis wouldn't get caught for that. Surely there'd be like an autopsy or and how would it make Christian look like a bad doctor? I'm sure he had it all planned out, but it just seemed a little... It just didn't seem foolproof. And I just feel really sorry for Jasmine because she's obviously has maybe living underneath the Irene roof. She also has her spidey senses. They're all tuned in. Her ears are perked up. She knows that this obsession is getting a little bit too too serious. But I just feel really sorry for her because now she's in this position where her new boyfriend is now so obsessed with getting Christian struck off that he's willing to kill people to to prove his point. And if it's not Ari this time, it's going to be somebody else. So is Christian just on a one-way ticket to, to Lewis getting his way? I'm sure there's hundreds of patients in that hospital. He could do anything. He could tr- literally try at any moment. So happy it wasn't Ari. His reawakening scene was lovely. Amazing that he doesn't have any bloody side effects but it's great he's up he's joking and now it's kind of bridged the gap with him and Mia so we'll see what they're like now next week and will she be like vocal about how much time she was actually there I love how much Chloe's like never visiting the hospital doesn't want to go into the meeting and is like oh I'm nervous would you not be better off saying you're scared why are you nervous really just she's so obsessed with Ari but she can't go visit him just, I don't like that kind of behaviour. You're either in or you're out. No, no, no. Don't, don't like it. But anyway, so when, so then when Chloe and Mia are having this big emotional hug because they're both feeling the whoosh and very overwhelmed and, oh, wow, we were preparing for the worst there because maybe Christian wasn't being the best. And Jasmine and Lewis find out that Ari has actually survived and he's awake and he's talking and he's joking and Lewis is appalled he is it was so amazing watching him be so disappointed in his eyes but his face was smiling like it was such a funny fake happiness uh i was like and i love mia just thinks he's this amazing nurse who's been there with her by her side helping her through this and it's just so sick that Lewis wanted to kill Ari after being that close with the family and Mia thinking that he's great at his job and really caring and able to communicate more on her level than what Christian was doing. <laughs> but meanwhile, Lewis is like fantasizing about killing him. 
it's just what's going through that lead of his underneath all those Shakespearean curls. <laughs> Deary me. So I really don't know who's next on Lewis's list. And does that mean that like the previous people who's died in, in Christian's care, does that mean that maybe Lewis had something to do with them? And what is Lewis using to poison these people? We've had two poisonings this week. A lot of the new characters. So Lewis, Susie, Kieran. It's all quite small storylines in a way. Like there's not much build up for them. Like say the Colby Ross storyline was like two years in the making from start to finish. Whereas these three little storylines, they have quite a quick lead in and they're over quite quickly, which I find hard to attach to because I just find like it's little fires everywhere. I prefer a build up to a big blaze and really get involved in a storyline. But obviously we need to take a break because... We, we can't just monkey bar from like one massive storyline into another. You have to, I suppose, allow a bit of breathing room. But these new people into town, I don't think I like a single one of them. Oh, my God. Well, sorry, I like I like Kieran and Susie because they're obviously bringing the drama. But obviously, as people, I, I find them absolutely terrible. But then you have Lewis. Don't like him. Please don't try kill a local community member. And I don't like Chloe or Mia. I think that's all on the newbies. Yeah, not so keen. I think I usually always hate newbies and they they take a while to settle in. Like, I hated Willow. Maybe Jai. Jai's relatively new. I like Jai. (laughs) And then poor Mac. And maybe it's the hormones. Maybe it's just everything coming on top of her. But she's obviously really worried about Ari. But now she's looking up baby chats online. And, And then Tani ends up finding out about her pregnancy. So next week is going to be pretty huge, I think. It's going to be a big one. So that about wraps it up for me this week. If you like what you hear, I would love if you could rate, review, subscribe to this podcast, but zero pressure. If you want to get in touch, have some fan chats with me, get me on Instagram, Summer Bay's podcast. G'day, and I'll talk to you next week.